1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, scoreboard update. Plus, we're going to talk some football, a lot of football tonight, and we're going to squeeze in some basketball. Right now, though, he is the star of the show because he has all the info. It's the Secretary of Scores, Network Indiana's Sam Fritz.
2: I don't know if I heard you correctly, Coach, but did I just hear that I'm the secretary of scores? I need a business card with that stat. Let's go ahead real quick and go over the major universities of Indiana and their final scores again tonight. Uh, We need need to celebrate a little bit what that Indiana University game against Rutgers was. So let's go ahead and go back to when the game literally began with that kick return for a touchdown. 93 yards. Jalen Lucas runs it back. It's coming down to Lucas at about the 7-yard line. He's up to the 15, 20, 25, cuts out to the near sideline. 30, 35,
0: 40, 45. He's going to go. Jalen Lucas down the sideline. He's going to go for a touchdown, and he got it. Indiana in the lead.
2: The good vibes would keep rolling after that as... Quarterback Connor Bazelak would get a touchdown himself, extending their lead to 14-0.
0: Second down and three. Here's the snap. Hand off Henderson. Nope, it's Connor keeping it. Drives it to the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Indiana.
2: Unfortunately, the vibes would fall short by the end of the game. Rutgers came back. The Scarlet Knights winning 24-17. Notre Dame really the only university with bragging rights today from Indiana as they win their game 44-21 against UNLV. Purdue, the losing streak continues. 16 straight losses in the Badger Stadium against Wisconsin. 35-24 in that one. Let's go ahead and update some scores uh, that are on games that are currently going on around the league. The fourth quarter started, and Alabama's still angry. 27-0 against Mississippi State. 13 minutes remaining there. Boise State, up by five against the Air Force. 19-14. Penn State winning 24-10 in their game against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. South Carolina up 24-14. They add another touchdown onto their score since we last updated. East Carolina, UCF, no difference there. 27-10, fourth quarter ongoing. Kansas State winning 28-17. An upset over TCU might be in the books. 12 minutes remaining in the third there. Colorado against Oregon State. The Beavers have 21 to Colorado. The Buffaloes only have three. Lastly, you've got Pittsburgh and Louisville tied at seven in the third quarter and Utah and Wy- Utah State and Wyoming that just got underway. Now let's go ahead and celebrate. the Pacers, your Indiana Pacers have a victory, one and two on the season, but they got 124 to 115 a victory over the Detroit Pistons tonight. Let's talk about some stars from the game. and I got two words for you. Double, double. Tyrese Halliburton, 10 assists and 24 points. The Pacers maintain an eight-point lead. 245 remaining, Halliburton has it right edge of the arc. Working the alternating hands with the dribble. The left, now the right, the step back. Three is good from the right edge. Halliburton has scored 20 points. Once again, double-double. Jalen Smith, 15 rebounds, 19 points. Bogdanovich in the lane to the dotted half, and he lost the ball in traffic. It squirts out toward the timeline. Picked up by Jackson. Ahead to Smith. One dribble and a two-hand slam. And lastly double-double, Goga Batadze 15 rebounds, a career high for him tonight, and 14 points here's Batadze with the alley-oop Batadze has had a wonderful game tonight gives it off to Matherin, perimeter left to Taylor, handoff on the wing to McConnell McConnell outside the arc cross courts it to Matherin, shot clock to 7, Matherin driving he's in the lane,
0: he lobs it to the goal and Batadze up above the crowd, right on the rim with a windmill right hand slam off the catch
2: Pacers once again winning that game 124-115. to It's time for a road trip. They're going to leave and take on the 76ers, the Bulls, the Wizards, the Nets, and the Nets yet again before they return home in November to take on the Heat. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU traveled to Rutgers today, returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and then from there... Things kind of came apart. They lose to Rutgers 27-21 from the IU Sports Network. John Herrick joins us. John, thanks so much for the call. I know you've had a long day, just got off a plane, getting back in town. I appreciate the call. And this is a a frustrating and disappointing day, unfortunately, for the Hoosiers.
3: Yeah, um, I think Rhett Lewis summed it up on our broadcast really, really well today, Bob. Uh, This is an IU football team that is playing hard. Uh, but they're not playing well. I mean, they're they're fighting. They're trying to do everything that they can do. Uh, unfortunately, they're mm-hmm. not getting results. Uh, I would say that the game turned on one big play, and that was when Cam Camper went down with an injury with IU up 14-7 to because IU was moving down the field, possibly getting in field goal range, maybe getting a touchdown to go up two scores. He gets hurt late in the second quarter, and he had five catches to that point. And really, from that point on, IU's offense could not do anything. Uh, they could not stretch the field. And the protection broke down. Connor Baselak just could not get the protection he needed in the second half. And um, IU only had 85 yards in the entire second half. Uh, so Rutgers' defense shut him down. And they were 2 of 12 on third-down conversions. So um, just uh, I, the injury did not help. But then there were some untimely mistakes. No. There were some fe- some bad penalties. Um, and three and outs, just too many three and outs, and Rutgers basically doubled up Indiana in time of possession. So uh, another frustrating loss in the fifth in a row.
1: You know, when you talk about the offense, uh, it was frustrating. It was uh, punt, 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 halftime, punt, 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 missed field goal, interception, pick six, punt, made field goal, uh, that sums up a lot of the, uh, you know, that the, the uh, first half and all the second half, and and it was just they they, they couldn't get going. I mean, you, you couldn't get. You, we all know this is a rhythm game. You know, how, you know what I mean. They could not yeah. find a rhythm. I I'm not an expert, so I don't offer any particulars on why they couldn't find a rhythm. Uh, These are smart guys, dedicated guys. And like you said, guys are playing as hard as they can play just could not get a rhythm. And what's disappointing, even more so, is you're playing a Rutgers team that's not very good.
3: Yeah, not very good, but it's also another team that's coming off a bye. So we've played three teams this year right, that have right. come off a bye. So thank you to the schedulers who yeah, made that up. Yeah. Uh, so that that that's a that really point. does buy you some favors. And oh, we got to also play Illinois first game of the year after they already had a game under their belt. Uh, anyway, I could rant about that and some of the calls in this game huh. from the officials. But right. those things are not the reason why IU is struggling. IU, The biggest reason why IU is struggling, especially on offense, they're having some makeshift trouble with the offensive line. They've had guys move from spot to spot. They've had injuries there. And then uh, the injury to Cam Camper just took the rhythm. Like you said, Bob, you got to play in rhythm. Right. That took the right. rhythm out of the offense today. And also... Cam Jones, the leader of the defense, was out again with an injury. Hopefully, with this football team on a bye week, uh, you can get Cam Jones and Cam Camper healthy for when you have to come back home and play Penn State on November 5th. I know that's a tall order, but these guys, this mm-hmm. team has quite a few guys injured, and, and they're going to need some time to heal and, and, and to get ready uh, uh, for a, what's a big couple of games coming up with Penn State and Ohio State.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's um, the the buy comes at a great time for them because they're uh, obviously they're mentally and, and physically spent right now, and I understand it, uh, but they're. Um, they don't have – can't take any time off, literally, because you have two of the best teams in the, in the conference <laughs> uh, on your schedule, which always just compounds the problems that they have because there's nowhere in, in the schedule, maybe with the exception of Rutgers today, where they could you, you feel like, hey, this is a game that they should be able to win. Uh, it now continues to get really difficult for them. Yeah, it does. But this is uh, – you know, these guys are mentally tough. I mean, they came out – I mean – What's weird
3: is they they started off games poorly uh, to begin the year and then came back and rallied in the second half. Now they're starting games off well, but then they're not finishing right. them well. So now they've got to find a way to play a full sixty minutes of football. And I think the time away will help do them some good and get them some and get them healthy. Right. Um, certainly, Michigan State's a winnable game after that, and I know Purdue. You get them at home this year, so. Um, you know, still four games left, and you got a lot of time to try to fix the problems. Oh, you got a lot of things to fix, but not a lot of time to fix them. In, right. but these guys are these guys are prideful men, and they're going to keep playing hard. It's just time to get that playing hard and to translate into translating to playing well more often.
1: John Herrick from the IU Sports Network on the call of IU's twenty-seven twenty-one loss to Rutgers. John, thank you. I know it's, as I said, a long, long day. I appreciate you fitting this in, and have a great weekend. Not a problem. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Bob. Thank you, John. Coming up, scoreboard update, and we'll talk about Notre Dame on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: Alright, I've given you schools around Indiana and I've given you schools currently playing. Let's go ahead and give you some scores from schools that have finished up all around the U.S. of A. Second-ranked Ohio State defeats the, Ohio- the Iowa Buckeyes 54-10 to tonight. Tennessee Volunteers keep their winning streak going forward 65-24 to over UT Martin. In a game where somebody's O had to go, fifth-ranked Clemson beat the undefeated Syracuse Orange 27-21 in a close one there. Ole Miss, 7th ranked, might not be much longer as they lost to the LSU tonight, 45-20. LSU performing beautifully in the second half, putting up 28 points and keeping Ole Miss scoreless. In a game of numerical neighbors, the 10th ranked Oregon Ducks beat the 9th ranked UCLA Bruins, 45-30. to 11th-ranked Oklahoma State University beats the Texas Longhorns 41-34. Wake Forest beats Boston College 43-15. The Cincinnati Bearcats beat SMU close 29-27 in that one. SMU made a real comeback in the fourth quarter, falling just short. Tulane beats Memphis 38-28, and Baylor beats Kansas 35-23. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by... Indiana Donor Network, Notre Dame, 44-21 winners over at UNLV. The man himself, Irish Illustrated's Dr. Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, good solid win for the Irish today. Good to get back on the left-hand side of the column this afternoon.
4: Notre Dame improves to 4-3 and three on the year with that victory over a first-time opponent, UNLV, in the post-game press conference, Marcus Freeman, Talked about his team saying, we're a good football team that doesn't always play like a good football team. Uh, Consistency, Bob, is the key right now for Notre Dame. They're consistent on special teams, but they've been inconsistent offensively. They really struggled in the red zone today. But on another bright spot, the theme this past week was a sense of urgency and getting out to a quick start. Notre Dame, with a Mm -hmm. big first Mm -hmm. quarter, they ended up scoring uh, 23 points. Uh, to lead UNLV after the first quarter, 23-7. to But you mentioned it, it's a confidence-building win as they go into Syracuse next week. And then after that game, Clemson comes to South Bend, and Clemson will have a bye next week to prepare for the fighting Irish. So right now a confidence-building win, but still the Irish need to build off that win next week in practice.
1: Well, they really do, but this is the kind of game that you need it. I mean, here is again, uh, it's pretty well documented um, the inconsistency they've had, brand new coach, a lot of new players, new philosophy, new terminology, everything new. Uh, the pressure that you have being at Notre Dame, being what it is, it's hard. And so these are young guys who needed they needed a win, and, and they got it today. And, yeah, you're right, a confidence booster you would believe because, quite frankly, these next two games are brutal.
4: You're in the second half of the season right now. Every game is important. As you've always talked about, winning is tough, but there were some great bright spots today. Logan Diggs with 28, carries 130 yards, a career high for him, and then Michael Mayer, an All-American tight end, six catches, 115 yards, one touchdown. Bob, he made a catch that he said, I never saw the ball. And we asked him if it was the best <laughs> catch he's ever made. And he goes, "I'll get back to you. I'll have to watch the tape." So you know, a little levity right. in the in the post game press conference, but right. it was a sigh of relief. And you can see the players are saying, "Hey, we accomplished what we did it, needed to do in practice last right. week." And I think it was uh, getting away from the academics. It was fall break at Notre Dame, so a chance to really focus on being consistent and executing, getting off to a fast start. But I think next week in practice they'll need to focus a little bit more on continuity. A little bit of a scare today. Drew Pine running down close to the end zone was hit, went out for a play. You know, they cleared him. Uh, everything looks good, but there was a little fear. But they brought in Steve Angeli, who mm-hmm. never took the snap. They t- take a backup tight end who goes underneath center and scores a touchdown. So a great confidence building win, a beautiful afternoon in South Bend. But uh, the Irish will relish this victory, then get back to work, preparing for a very good. Syracuse club that Sam Fritz talked about losing a heartbreaker down in Clemson. So the Irish next week, four and three going into Syracuse.
1: As you get into the second half of the season, they think they still have some question marks because it's an offense right now that uh, at various times has had difficulty when they get in the red zone. They haven't been as efficient as you'd like to see them be.
4: Exactly. That's one of the points of emphasis. How can we be more consistent? Let's get down there and, and, and score. But in talking with Marcus Freeman, he said, I also need to build some confidence in the other players, and that's in special teams. So they had a chance maybe to go for it on fourth and short, but he goes, no, I want to bring in Blake Rupi, the place kicker, give him some confidence, put some points on the board, because as you mm-hmm. know, sometimes a lead can evaporate very fast. And so adding those points just kind of reinforced the tick of the box saying we got out to a quick start by getting those field goals.
1: Well, they're four and three, two wins away from a bowl eligibility, which would be uh, really, really important to them. But as you point out, uh, they have a couple of t- a couple of tough ones. <laughs> they, they they really do in these next two ball games.
4: Well, it's always nice to look at the postseason and where they might go. Hopefully, a recognizably known bowl game. But think about that after the game at you against USC. But you have to take each individual game right now. They'll relish this victory. Get on the practice field. The only thing on their minds this week will prepare for a very good orange football team in Syracuse and then get back on the practice field and prepare for a, a big game against Clemson. And I think if, if they can come in there and play close with Clemson and walk out with a win, then you might see Notre Dame get in with one of those mid-major bowls. You know, and that would really kind of salvage a season that had some sourness, uh, especially early on with losses to Marshall. And, uh, you know, in Stanford as well. But right now, a confidence-building win, something to build on, right. but still not a finished product.
1: Yeah, and we, we're, we're hopeful that Pine, Pine's okay, right, physically? He's, all he's right. okay. You know, he um, came in, uh, but he finished 14 of 28, 205
4: yards, two touchdowns. Did have right. a pick. And one thing of kind of concern is that he had a couple of balls knocked down at the line of scrimmage. One ended up in, you know, these hands for the interception. And so, you know, he right. needs to get better. But Marcus Freeman also talked about, hey, I've got to instill confidence in Drew Pine. He had a good game, but we need to make him a better quarterback. And it really goes back to teaching, as you well know, is get on that practice field. Sure. Stop when there's a mistake, yeah. correct it, and right. then move on. But the big fear coming into the last week, if as they said, they were going to evaluate everything. Would they spend too much time on the correctiveness? but uh, they were able to do that in practice this week, last week. But the sense of urgency, getting off to a quick start, those were accomplished.
1: Those were accomplished. And also, let's talk about Michael Mayer. What a day this kid had. Well, I tell you, he he just
4: continues to set the bar for tight ends. And the one catch he made, he didn't even see. But he 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 can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's a great blocker. He's Just another one of the long line, the lineage of tight ends coming out of Notre Dame. And uh, he's setting an example and really uh, talking to the other tight ends and saying, you know, this is the bar and you need to keep it going. So look for the tight end position for over the next couple of years, especially with Mitchell Evans, who was a former quarterback. And he can actually come in there and take a snap and score a touchdown as well. But he's not only a leader, but he uh, talks the talk and he walks the walk.
1: He's Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated. He's pretty good at what he does. Lynn, it's always great to catch up with you. Irish with a win today. Very much needed win over UNLV 44-21, the final. Lynn, thanks so much. Have a fantastic weekend, and thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bob. Irish with a win. Good. Not so good news for IU or Purdue or Ball State. Uh, Indiana State, this is one of those tough weekends. Butler with a good win. Congratulations to the dogs. Um, Indiana State losing to Illinois State 27 21. Eastern Michigan beating Ball State, um, 20 16. Cards are you know, they're close, they're right there. You know what I mean? It's that whole close it out kind of concept, and so. Tough day. Congratulations on the small college front uh, to Marion with a good solid win. Uh, University of Indianapolis with a much needed win uh, in um, uh, their matchup with Quincy today. Um, You know, Franklin, Rose Hulman, MSJ, and Hanover went into today all undefeated in HCAC play. So, Rose handling Franklin easily, uh, MSJ beating Hanover. Um, so there you go. It gets, it, now it gets interesting. Congratulations to DePaul. Squeaked one out over Ohio Wesleyan. So Sam Fritz will come up with the school board update soon and uh, talk more about these games I mentioned. Coming up Friday night, make sure you join us for high school football. We are in the semifinal round of the uh, football championship. Um, Obviously, now we have all six classes participating this coming Friday night. We only had one, two, three, and 4A last night. Later tonight, Paul Condry and I will talk about those matchups, some of the big matchups around the state. Not many surprises. There were some really, really good games. Uh, Most of the higher-rated teams managed to get through. We did have uh, uh, some losses uh, uh, some teams that played for championships a year ago won't be playing this year. So we'll talk about that later uh, with Paul Condry and uh, also look at matchups uh, coming up Friday night in the uh, second round, the semifinal round of the uh, football championship. More football. We're going to squeeze some basketball in tonight, talk a little bit of Pacers basketball later on tonight. It will not be long before... Practice starts for girls' basketball around the state. College basketball has already begun. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
2: All right, a couple of score updates for games ongoing in the NCAA football world. Alabama has put up a pair of field goals in the fourth quarter. Three minutes remaining, they lead 32-0. Penn State does not feel like slowing down. 21 points in the third quarter as they enter the fourth. They're up 38-10 over the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Other teams that have scored, TCU is threatening. They have been trailing Kansas State all game, but they are within range to take the lead back. 24, or I'm sorry, 28 24. Kansas State still leads, and it literally updated right before my eyes. TCU takes the lead 30 28 in that game. Three minutes left in the third. Pittsburgh with a field goal there now up over Louisville 10 7. And Wyoming on the board against Utah State 7 0. A couple more scores from games that have wrapped up Army beat UL Monroe 48 24. Houston defeats the Navy 38 20. Kent State beats Akron 33 27, and a close one there. Duke. Handed Miami a loss 45 to 21. Buffalo beats Toledo 34 27. Bowling Green beats Central Michigan 34 to 18. And Ohio defeated Northern Illinois 24 to 17. Texas Tech beats West Virginia 48 to 10. Rice over Louisiana Tech in a very close one 42 to 41. Liberty Beats BYU 41-14. Northwestern falls to Maryland 34-31-24. Western Michigan beats Miami of Ohio 16-10. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Kylan Tally and Sam Fritz with me tonight. Sam Fritz, uh, are you with me? Can you I'm, hear me? I'm with you all the way, Coach. Give me a pacer update, Sam Fritz.
2: Pacer update is that they won 124 to 115 over the Detroit Pistons tonight.
1: Goga is your guy right now. You love him. I, per- you were fired up on one of these uh, updates talking about his performance, were you not?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I-, I personally have always liked Goga. Uh, I think he's a good player, and I think especially this year, he's going to have his time to shine. He's been on the court with Andrew Nemhard, the second round draft pick that we got this year. We signed Nemhard to the the largest second round draft contract of all time and when you see those two on the court together you really understand why those two players really know how to mesh and it's making goga mm-hmm. shine mm-hmm. it's making nemhard shine i'm just loving watching them
1: you like the, how do you not like the uh, this young group of pacers i mean i i'd be excited too about Uh, what the ceiling would be for this group. Because these are some uh, very talented, exciting to watch young guys that they have.
2: Absolutely. Uh, It's one of those things where, for whatever reason, there just wasn't Mm -hmm. any reason to doubt how these players were going to turn out. Uh, Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nemhard, you know, throughout training camp, preseason, we were only hearing great things. And it's immediately translated to the regular season
1: he's sam fritz he'll be with you every 15 minutes for the school board update let's talk some college football marion university 24 7 winners over concordia mark henninger joins me coach congratulations on the win uh, big win concordia's home winning streak uh, you break it that's impressive stuff yeah pretty cool
5: um you know, thanks for having me on but yeah it's uh it, it had been I mean, it' had been almost 2200 days since they'd lost at home they haven't been beaten at home since 2016 they had a 27 game home winning streak and right um, including right. including two you know two of those were us going up there and losing just heartbreaker games and um, so our guys are pretty fired up and and excited to you know have the opportunity to be the ones that broke that streak and you know we played well and You know, wasn't it wasn't necessarily a pretty win, um, you know, but 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 games (laughs) like that don't have to be pretty. You know, our guys fought hard and not uh, at all made enough plays to win. So uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Well, I mean, uh, one of the big things about playing on the road, irrespective of the sport, you want to get on the scoreboard first, and you guys did that and did that did that well today.
5: Yeah, you had to start fast. You know, that was that was a, one of the you know kind of we felt going in one of the keys to the game because they like Concordia's records deceiving. Like I mean, they're I think they're they're two and four now or two and five maybe, but um, you know, I, I think they've they have shown through the year. I think they're they're playing to the level of their competition. You know, like they've um, lost a couple of games that you know I don't think they had any business losing, and you know they they you know they beat a really good team a couple of weeks ago, so we felt that you know for us like we had to come out today and get on the board fast and and, uh you know not you know not allow them to get a lot of momentum going because just you know them being at home and it being a Mm -hmm. tough place to play and some of the games that you know like I said the you know the last two times we've been up there we got beat and you know really felt like you know we had a better football team in both of those games but you know, we got off to slow starts and they got off to fast starts and and then you're in a dog fight. And then it's, you know, then it's anybody's game. So we really felt like we had to, you know, we had to come out and kind of, you know, stake our claim right away. And, and, um, you know, our guys really did a pretty good job of that. We weathered some storms and, you know, defensively we, we gave up, you know, we gave up more yards than we wanted to, but our guys always found a way to, you know, to make the play, get, you know, force them to play again. And then defensively we were able to come up with some stops and, um so, you know, like I said, wasn't always pretty, but, you know. Right. It's, uh, we'll take an ugly win any day.
1: <laughs> Great day for Zach Bundelow. Uh, again, he has one of those days. Uh, you guys ran the ball well. Uh, yeah, I think you had a really balanced offense today. Things you kind of need when you're going on the road to beat a team that hasn't lost at home in 27 games.
5: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Zach played really well. You know I mean? Threw the ball well. Um made some really nice throws, you know, and we had some guys, um, we had some receivers that really, you know, went up and got, we, we had two or three just spectacular catches, um, you know, through the course of the game and, and some big catches and, um, you know, that, that extended drives and, and I think two of them were on, on it end up being scoring drives. So, <clears throat> you know, Ben Stevens had a big day. He was over 100 yards receiving again. Um, and then, you know, Baron Hebler, our tailback, you know, just mm-hmm. was just you know, just a you know, just kind of a blue collar kind of a day. I mean, he ended up over 100 yards and um, just banged out a lot of really tough carries and tough yards. So, um a really good day by the offense. You know, they're 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 a big physical defense, and and you know, our offensive line did a really nice job, and we felt like we you know we got really good movement up front, and um, you know, and like I said, we just you know we were able to extend some drives, and you know, had some guys that made big plays and we needed them.
1: Marion University with a solid win, 24-7 at Concordia, off next week. So, you know what? Coach, Mark Henninger, great job. Thanks so much. Enjoy the week (laughs) off next week, and thanks for calling me. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for having me on. We're looking forward to the bye week. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Let's talk some Purdue football with uh, Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network, Wisconsin beats the Boilers 35-24. Rob, thank you so much. I know you've been on a plane. I appreciate you taking time to join me. This was a uh, difficult day. Uh, Wrong place, wrong time, uh, wrong team today. It's a good, solid win for Wisconsin and disappointing loss for the Boilers today.
0: Yeah, uh, when you start the game down 21-0 and the first quarter isn't even over, you know you're probably in for a long day. Uh, and Purdue was. Um, you know, Purdue loses by 11, and uh, 14 of those points, quite frankly, uh, were the were the fault of Purdue's offense. Had a pick six early in that game uh, for Aiden O'Connell, and then to start the second half, uh, he also threw an interception, which Wisconsin returned to the 14 yard line, which led to a touchdown. So, 14 points right there. You just handed uh, Wisconsin. Right, right. Trust me, they didn't need the points. Uh, today they were good enough without us giving them 14 points, but yeah, it was just uh, man. Uh, I think the saying is goes something like, Mama told me there'd be days like these." <laughs> man, <laughs> it was a it was a tough, tough day on Purdue, and I guess the uh, the silver lining in all of this is it really does feel like this was an outlier. I mean, Purdue's been so good all season, even in their two prior losses to Penn State and Syracuse. Both those games came right down to the wire. Uh, but this was just uh, just one of those days man where you, nothing went right from start to finish and uh, you just uh, the uh, the opponent and get ready for the next ball game.
1: You know what um, yeah I, I agree with you <laughs> They're having, having lost a number of games having won a number of games there will be days like this I mean it's a good football team. It's frustrating because they've been playing so well, finding ways to win, uh, but today was not going to be that day against a pretty solid Wisconsin team who I think were playing with a great sense of urgency this afternoon.
0: Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, Jim Leonard is their interim head coach, and uh, today was his first home game. This is his third game as the coach, wow. but this was the first home game. Uh, so this right. was the first chance for the Wisconsin fans to see, you know, one of their own, one of their most – uh, revered graduates in the history of that football program, uh, take over as the head coach. Their their first two games have been on the road, so they finally had a chance to see him as a in the in the home game as their head coach for the first time. And it was homecoming, and I mean it just it just it's I'm shaking my head, Bob, as I'm talking to right. you. Obviously, you can't see me, but I, I, I've been on our broadcast team for 19 years, 19 and I still haven't seen us beat Wisconsin in football, and I'm beginning to think it might not ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just every time. I mean, I really thought this was the year. I felt like Purdue was a better football team, and quite frankly, right. I still believe right. Purdue's the better team, uh, you know, 90, 80% of the time maybe, but, man, not today. Wisconsin was clearly the better team today.
1: Rob, I know you've had a long night. I really appreciate you squeezing us in. Uh, Boilers lost a tough one today at Wisconsin, 35-24. Rob Blackman. Rob, thank you so much again. Have a great week. Okay, Bob. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Short break. We'll come back, talk some more ball on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: All right, let's wrap up some final scores so that we can get back to games in action. Maryland defeated Northwestern 31- 24 Western Michigan beats Miami of Ohio 16 to 10 Marshall beating James Madison 26 to 12 Georgia Southern beat Old Dominion 28 to 23. Florida International beats Charlotte 34 to 15 UTSA over North Texas 31- 27. Missouri beats Vanderbilt, 17-14, and Stanford in a close one against Arizona State, 15-14 there. Colorado State beats Hawaii, 17-13. U-T-E-P, UTEP beating Florida Atlantic, 24-21. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, beats the Arkansas State Red Wolves, 38-18. Southern Mississippi beats Texas State, 20-14. Fresno State, Absolutely demolished New Mexico 41-9. Games still in action. Minnesota refusing to go down without a fight. They did put up a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but they are still trailing 45-17 to against Penn State. Texas A&M trailing with three minutes left to go against South Carolina 30-21. East Carolina, dominantly over UCF now, 34-13. to Three minutes left in the fourth there. And TCU has a three-point lead as they enter the fourth quarter over Kansas State, 31-28 to in their game. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back,
1: everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by... Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org is their website. Pacers tonight beat the Pistons 124 115. Bally Sports' Je- uh, Jeremiah Johnson joins me. Jeremiah, thank you so much for the call. Pretty exciting matchup. These young Pacers uh, put on a pretty good show tonight.
6: Yeah, they did, Bob. It was one of the games of opening week I was probably most looking forward to just because of the rivalry and also the young players that Detroit features. And obviously, A lot of Indiana connections, but none bigger than Jaden Ivey. So to see the fifth pick in the draft, Jaden Ivey, go against the sixth pick of the draft, Benedict Matherin, and they had some head-to-head moments. And there was a great crowd, 16,000. At GameBridge Fieldhouse, there's a really good atmosphere to cap off the week.
1: Well, I think people appreciate the fact that they've got a young young and talented group of players who come out and and give an effort, play hard, Uh, they know they're going to have some difficult times, but you're watching a team that can develop and grow into a pretty solid basketball team.
6: Yeah, from what we've heard from the coaching staff in the front office, you want to see improvement game to game, and I think we definitely did see that, although uh, there were some – some lulls on Friday night I think there was some disappointment after the loss to San Antonio and Rick Carlisle was not happy about getting off to such slow start so he tweaked the starting lineup of a get a little bit but you know as you mentioned a young team and a deep roster it's a little bit unusual and I'll go back to you as a coach uh, Rick Carlisle the last two nights has used an 11-man rotation in the first half and even last night at times it was a 12-man rotation, not even necessarily uh, due to injuries. So um, that's a little unusual, but what that does is it it allows competition. It allows everyone in practice to know that, hey, I'm going to maybe get an opportunity, and, you know, that keeps everybody fresh.
1: I I couldn't agree more. I I just wonder if it's sustainable. Uh, That's the the question mark. But, you know, there there, there are a lot of minutes to be – to be distributed, and that's one of the... Uh Uh, things that coaches uh, try to balance as best they can. But I I think you're right. Early on in the season, you're trying to give guys time, get them uh, to be be connected, to feel good about themselves. You're trying to make decisions on people because you think back, they don't have a whole lot of time in preseason, even though they, they have preseason. There's still not a lot of time to do a whole lot of evaluation of that. And so there's a lot of things going on right now. But the big key is young guys starting to mesh, and you get a W tonight.
6: Yeah, that was important. You know, at the end of last season, the Pacers didn't have much success. And in Tyrese Halliburton's time from the trade deadline on until, you know, the end of the season, he got people excited, but you still want to have some reward for the hard work. And so I did think it was important before this five-game road trip to experience some success, to have that winning moment, that winning feeling, because it can – the 82-game season is a grind. And there are going to be some moments where Mm -hmm. guys are worn out and guys are tired, and there's nothing – better than getting on a plane coming off a win sometimes it's on a back-to-back right away but even tomorrow this team will go into that plane with a little extra bounce in their step just feeling good about themselves and that's important before a long five-game road trip that begins uh monday in philadelphia
1: yeah, you know what? It'd be interesting to see what kind of conversation we have next next weekend when they're in the midst of a road in the midst of a road trip. You know, when you're young and you're you're playing in the NBA and you're running out there and knocking down shots and having fun and winning games, life is good. But then you jump on a plane and you travel and then you get into a hotel and then you get back on a plane and you're running up and down and you don't necessarily play well. You know, give me an idea what life is like next week. That's that's going to be One of the keys, and as you mentioned, eighty-two games is not only long; it's brutal. Well, not just for the
6: players, Bob, but for the broadcasters. You know, for seven years, I I lived that life of being on the road, and then uh, with COVID, I've not been on a road trip with the team since March of twenty twenty, and I'm going on the plane tomorrow. So I've got a lot of things to take
1: care of. I got
6: a I got a to do list at home before I get on that plane, and I got to pack also for uh, you know almost a week and a half. We're gonna not be home until halloween evening or actually november 1st in the wee hours and so a lot of these young guys it's it's new to them (laughs) so i think they'll handle probably the road trip a little bit better a lot of them don't have families and uh things to take care of at home so um hopefully i've got that extra bounce in my step at the end of the road trip as well
1: next hey jeremiah hang on here can you hang on for this short break yep we'll come back talk more pacer basketball with jeremiah johnson on indiana sports talk welcome back this is indiana sports talk Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Jeremiah Johnson from Bally Sports with us. Pacers beat uh, the Pistons 124-115 on the road. Coming up, you know, during the break, I'm thinking about, uh, I hear you talking about packing for a five-day, six-day trip. Man, oh, man. That's... Um that's a challenge, to be honest, because you got you know what you got to look good. I mean, you gotta you got a little image that uh, you portray out there on air. You look great. Uh, that's hard to keep that up night after night. Oh, it's five
6: games, eight days. I don't think what what I wear outside of the arena really matters. So it's really the five suits and the combinations, and uh, you can't really have <laughs> five suits. You can have maybe. Uh, Two suits and maybe an extra sport coat right. and do a little mixing and matching. Five different ties for sure. Um, but again, I'm a little rusty on the long trips having not done it since March. So that'll be my priority after I get up in the morning and, and get a good cup of coffee is figuring out how I can fit everything in the suitcase.
1: Here's my fashion tip, okay? I, I am oh, a. a huge, wait, let me pull over and write uh, no, it no, down. No, no. It's, I think you can remember this. I never wear a sport coat without a pocket square. It's just something I, I years and years ago I learned. Uh, someone told me, "Look, you want to you want to update your wardrobe. The easiest way to update your wardrobe: buy new shirts, wear a pocket square. That well, w- I... it'll give you a fresh look." And so I'm telling you, throw in enough pocket squares so you got a different look every night. I'm just I'm just telling you.
6: Well, I've got one of these blue pocket squares. that's four shades of blue in one pocket square. So that that has uh, been real beneficial for me. That's, but, yeah, I'm with stuff. you. I didn't I didn't used to wear the pocket squares as much when I was just a little old sportscaster in Terre Haute or even nah. at Fox 59. But yeah, uh, I've upgraded on the pocket squares since I've gotten this. job. You're in the big
1: time now. Yeah, you're in the big <laughs> time. All right. What, what, yeah. What do you expect to see on this road trip? What are you hoping to see on this road trip?
6: Uh, well, hopefully we see Miles Turner. You know, it's really unfortunate. He sprained his ankle right before, really, in about right. an hour and a half or two hours before the game on Wednesday. Rick Carlisle told me, you know, there's a good chance he'll play at some point on the trip. I wouldn't expect him at the beginning of the week, but uh, I'd like to see him play with Tyrese Halliburton. He's yet to play with Halliburton, you know, since that trade deadline. And other than that, I want to see the young bigs continue to improve. We saw great strides, I think, from Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith from games one and two to tonight. And tonight the Pacers had 15 blocks without Miles Turner. So that, that says a lot about the way the young bigs are playing and really being aggressive. Right. I mean, 15 blocks is no joke. For Just for reference, the Pacers yeah. with a big front line only had three. So that's kind of a, where I'm going to be looking is the front court. It's obvious to say... Halliburton and Mather, and they've been really good this first week. They're going to get a lot of attention, but for this team to be, you know, to make strides and make improvements, it'll be in the front court.
1: He's Jeremiah Johnson. You'll see him on the Pacers broadcast on Bally Sports. Jeremiah, thank you. I know you've had a long day. I appreciate you taking time to call me. Enjoy the trip. I'll try to track you down next weekend.
6: Anytime. Happy to do it. Next Saturday we'll be, uh, Pacers will be playing the Brooklyn Nets, and so I'll be happy to talk with you after that.
1: I look forward to it. Thanks, Jeremiah.
6: Okay, thanks, Bob.
1: Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.